Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Douglas. Julie, do, do you hear music? Do you hear music just now? Like a little uh, kind of electronic uh, kind of beat kind of bow thing going on? Bow? Well, not but, but Well, there was, the, you know, there's kind of a beat to it and... Oh yeah, that's that's our intro music. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, that then that makes sense. I can breathe. Yeah, a, you're you're not crazy. Breathe a sigh of relief there, um, because uh, as uh, as we're going to discuss in this podcast, as we attempt to uh, uh, try some a little new, blow your mind in fifteen minutes or less. Yeah. Um, there are these things called musical hallucinations. Which is okay. So you're not like having a hallucination, right, like about a, Annie the musical, right? We, yeah, you do not. You're not hallucinating that Daddy Warbucks is coming up to you and like giving you a cookie, <laughs> and you're having and you're having to chase uh, dogs through the streets or anything. That's no. good because that would be really frightening. <laughs> Daddy Warbucks is awesome. We're yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but no, it's not a visual hallucination. Okay, good. But it's more like you're say you're just sitting there, uh, you know, in your living room alone or in your hospital bed alone, and you you just keep. Hearing the sun will come out tomorrow. The sun will come out tomorrow. Just over and over again. Over and over yeah. again. And yeah. nobody else can hear the song. Yeah. And you're like, you know, pulling at nurses and saying, do you hear that? Do you hear uh, the sun will come out tomorrow? When when will this song end? And then all of a sudden you're injected with something. and Yeah. And it's not an earworm. It's not like, you know. Yeah. And, and you're not schizophrenic either, right? Right. Uh, though in, in schizophrenia they do. Well, in, in, in schizophrenics uh, often experience uh or in some cases experience what's called a, a pseudo hallucination, a pseudo, uh, um, musical a hallucination, hallucination within a hallucination. No, no, no. A pseudo hallucination is when you, you know that it's not coming from the world. Like you're not fooled by it. Okay. You, so it's a situation where you're not saying, whoa, who's playing that music? You're like, there's this music and it's not real. And it's, you know, it's clearly not coming from some sort of outside force. Okay. So that's just like the background music to hallucinations if yeah. you're schizophrenic. But if you're not schizophrenic, it just seems to be coming out of nowhere, right. right? It seems like it's coming out of the stereo. Yeah. Now, it, it's also important to note that some auditory hallucinations are normal, like especially when you're just as you're waking up in the morning or mm-hmm. going to sleep at night. Uh, you, uh, you, you, there's a chance you'll hear something that's not real. Uh, but if you're hearing it elsewhere in the day, like like I say, just at noon, you haven't been asleep or anything, and okay. you're hearing a song. Then, then that's where you probably need to go to a doctor. And this is a real thing. This is a real thing. You're yeah. not making this up. This no, is not, no. not a joke podcast. Well, and this is the thing that I, I think is troublesome is it's mostly found in the elderly population, right? With, with hearing loss. Yes. Which is, I mean, it's kind of like, all right, you're getting older, you're getting hard of hearing. And then all of a sudden you have this loop of music that you can't stop. That seems terribly depressing. Yeah, one of the stats I was looking at is one in about ten thousand people over the age of sixty-five experience these, and uh, and again, yeah, it's commonly elderly people with hearing problems. There's this uh, guy, Doctor uh, Victor uh, Aziz. Yes. Yeah, not to be confused with the comedian of uh, Saint Caddox Hospital in Wales, uh, and he studied musical hallucinations in thirty patients, and he found that indeed they generally occur in patients around seventy-three years old, eighty-eight percent women. Uh, well, I mean, women live longer, so I can't help but think that probably right. Yeah, correlates with that. Yeah, seventy-seven uh, percent live alone, and uh, and many of them had hearing impairment. 
Right, right. And I actually was looking at the Journal of Neurology, Neurosurgery and Psychiatry, and they had a couple examples of this. Um, they were both women that were in 75 and 80. Um, but the one, the 80-year-old nun, she was a retired school teacher, and she had actually had a deafness or a level of deafness for like 40 years. Mm-hmm. But then she happened to hear um, ringing and buzzing in her ears, and then she heard a really loud, intense noise that was coming from traffic or so she reported and several hours later she became aware of an intense noise in her head and she said it was like a boiler factory and this was followed by the perception of someone singing jingle bells boiler factory i think that's a drum and bass group i I know i kept thinking boiler factory what does a boiler factory sound like you know (laughs) um i mean it just sounds like a cauldron of soup um was interesting in the uh, the study that aziz did they actually um uh nailed down the most common Songs that these uh, these older oh, people yeah, were. yeah yeah like the number one was who let the dogs out <laughs> and the number two was uh, um uh, was an Alan Parsons project song and mm-hmm. no I'm just kidding yeah but yeah. Uh, no it's like the one of the big ones was like an old like um uh, religious tune called Abide with Me don't know it yeah but apparently it was big back in the day so because that's the thing it, it the the it's, they're kind of like earworms in the sense that they are that you're gonna you're going to have musical hallucinations of songs that you've heard before, mm-hmm. songs you've probably liked or you've just heard over and over again throughout your life to the point of nausea, you know? Right, right. Because there's there's the memory part of the brain, especially in, in people who have some level of deafness that are reconstructing this strong, this song, right? Yeah. Um, and we, we'll get into it a little bit later about why that is, uh, why it's going haywire, so to speak. But I also wanted to mention that um, epileptic seizures, certain medications, and Lyme disease are a few of the factors that might set this off as well. So yeah. you don't necessarily have to be elderly with some uh, level of deafness. You could have had some sort of procedure. Um, actually, this happens too. Uh, there was one man who had a uh, heart operation, and then he woke up later. Mm-hmm. And began to hear. Wasn't it like Eva Prone, uh, Don't Cry for Me, Argentina? Argentina? Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of great and awful at the same time. Um, so it's not just, you know, you don't have to be deaf to do this. This is, this happens. Yeah. And again, Lyme disease. So check for ticks because <laughs> otherwise you might wind up having, uh, can't get no satisfaction over and over again in your head until you go completely mad. Yeah, you know, I have to keep thinking about this, like the the generations to come, if this happens to them, will they have like Justin Bieber, like baby, yeah. baby you know, baby, baby. Sorry. It'll, it'll be that uh, Lady Gaga song will be. Yeah. 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 Uh, I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've pushed it far enough with Justin Bieber. This presentation is brought to you by Intel, sponsors of tomorrow. So, yeah, you have this happening mainly with the elderly population and with people uh, who are have had some sort of deafness. Um, but both of the patients that I talked about, the 75-year-old woman who had something similar in which she had old hymns and the 80 year old woman who was the former nun who had jingle bells. Both of them could replace these hallucinations willfully with songs, other songs or prose of their own choosing um, by concentrating. Oh, wow. So they just kind of like, it's like a, an internal iPod and you just like think hard enough and you can skip to a different track. Yeah. And one of them could actually slow it down too. Oh, that sounds kind of nightmaric. I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, time for that, you know, yeah. that, that, where you think that you're hearing, uh, the devil's yeah, I voice. Would, I mean, I would have you. these night terrors, or they're kind of like night terrors when I was a kid, 
where it would be Fred Sanford speaking really slowly. No, you didn't. Yes, I'm serious. I'm not making that up. I, it didn't happen long, but it would like it happened a couple of times, and it was scary because you wake up and it's just like romance and all this stuff. And, and I mean, I can't even do it. It's like slow motion, as if Fred Sanford were speaking through a fan. We're talking about Sanford and Son here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Red Fox. Yeah. Um, okay. Just, just for clarification. So yeah, slowing down Jingle Bell sounds horrifying. Yeah, but, it could be very much. Yeah. Um, so you know, I guess the question is, why does it happen? Yes, and uh, and re- researchers believe that uh, that uh, that these hallucinations may actually, you know, it comes down to disruptions in uh, the communication pathways. Yeah. Between the sensory centers in the neocortex of the brain and the reticular formation. So it's. Um, for instance, uh, PET scans that they've, yes. uh, they've done. They found that uh, the patients that are suffering from these musical hallucinations, all right, it, uh, it it lights up the same areas of the brain that are lit up by listening to music. Okay. So the brain is actually stimulating itself to uh, to get the to get this music to get these sounds going, uh, uh, and it's retrieving them from the patient's memory. Okay, and this is in the elderly population yes. with levels of deafness. Okay, so they're having the same parts of their brain light up as of someone who with normal hearing. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess the the problem is then that the it doesn't activate the primary auditory cortex, which is the first stop for sound in the brain. Right. So when they're hallucinating, they're only using parts of the brain that are responsible for turning simple sounds into complex music. And so these regions, these music processing regions, may be continually looking for signals in the brain that they can interpret. Yeah. And that's where it goes kind of haywire, right? Yeah. I kind of get the. I guess the way I tend to to sort of interpret it though it's it's kind of like the the brain is like hey we really need to listen to alan parsons projects uh, eye in the sky song huh. but we can't we can't find it and we can't actually hear it <laughs> go in the, go into the memory see what you can find let's drag that out and let's let's listen to it uh inside it's see and i think that's fascinating it, it, it's trying to match the impulses to the memories of music mm-hmm. right but it's the, not all the hardware is there um so it is that sort of mental malfunction with these random impulses that are generated by the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this could also explain why so many of the sufferers happen to be deaf or hearing impaired because they, their stimuli deprived hearing centers of the brain have become so hypersensitive to these impulses. Huh? Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Um, did you know about the OCD factor? Uh, no, I don't think I ran across that. It is pretty interesting. It's a study by Dr. Hagai Harmesh, and he presented a link between musical hallucinations and OCD. Huh. So um, his researchers examined people with a bunch of mental disorders, bipolar, um, depressive disorder, uh, uh, OCD, panic disorder, schizophrenia, uh, social phobia, and so on and so forth. And of those groups, none ranked as high in instances of musical hallucinations as those patients with OCD, 41%, as compared to 26% in uh, schizophrenics, which I thought was really interesting because there's this sort of uh, repetitive thought element to it, which is a hallmark of OCD. Right. So it's it's like instead of washing your hands, it's that song. It's that. Yeah, you're you're scrubbing your brain with this song over (laughs) and over again. Um, so that actually has been really useful for doctors because they begin to use SSRIs to try to treat it um, if it happens to fall on the OCD marker. Uh-huh. Um, so they think that they might be able to alleviate it a little bit that way because um, if if you can you know ramp down those OCD um, elements of it, then the thought is then maybe you could quiet the repetitive right. nature of the song. Now, given sufficient hearing. Um I understand they've also been able to use the uh, just some like headphones, iPods. 
to combat it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I think is fascinating. Yeah. It's like, well, we'll just combat it with another song. Yeah. You know, so just, hey, that Justin Bieber song is getting on your nerves. How about this one? Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of the sad part of this is that there's really no bulletproof method to get rid of this. Yeah. People just sort of have to live with it. And, uh, uh, Aziz actually argues, and every time I say his name, I'm still picturing Aziz. And sorry, but yeah, um, you know. okay. but um, Aziz <laughs> believes that uh, that the, that our use, our just excessive use of iPods and and Walkmans in the modern era, that it's going to make us even more susceptible to this as this generation gets older. Yeah, I kind of wonder and about the generation that. Generation before, I guess. Because I mean, we've all we've always been bombarded by um, all sorts of auditory stimuli, right? Yeah, I mean, on one level, it's like I do feel like like iPods and Walkmans, it, it, it allows us to just constantly just bombard our brain with the soundtrack. I mean, yeah. I know I am just, I constantly have music going unless I'm, you know, actively having to socialize with somebody. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to a mix right now in my other ear. I'm only giving I know. I, I was about to say, I can see your earbud. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's, so on one hand, yeah, I can say, yeah, a lot of people were listening probably to more music than you could have in, in recent ages. But I think people are music junkies. We've had music junkies for a while. I mean, yeah. You can, you know, there, it's not like you could only play a record player for an hour a day and you had to have like uh, a donkey moving the, uh, you know, powering the, uh, the turntable. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be kind of cool. Yeah. Or not. I mean, Elaborate. if you were a Luddite. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily going to increase incidences of this. Yeah. Right. Cause it does seem to be something that has to do with hearing loss and just getting that part of the circuitry, uh, sort of tripped up. But to me, it's like, if, if anything, having more access to music is just another diversion, right? Yeah. And it seems like at the very least, you'll, you'll have, there's so much great music out there that we're able to, you know, find, uh, in so little time that at, at least the stuff that's going to be stuck in our heads when we get older is going to be really good. So, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. Justin oh, yeah. Bieber. I'm, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. Is that 15 minutes? We're not actually timing this. I don't know. We might have gone over. If, hey, if we did, hey, bonus. You didn't even have to pay for that extra. 30 minutes. That's right. Whatever. If you didn't, hey, that's that's another couple minutes to put on your favorite tune. Hey, speaking of uh, of uh, of ending it here, though, let's uh, go ahead and jump on to the uh, listener mail. We had uh, a listener by the name of Nerf. Well, or at least that's his. I think it's his. Uh, he's his handle. The, yeah, I think he's a programmer, a program director somewhere. So um, it's, you know, it's his handle. Okay. And uh, he says, "Hey, Robert and Julie, I enjoyed your podcast on swarm psychology and intelligence." Uh, and then he goes on to point out uh, uh, something that uh, that he thought really contributes uh, to the conversation here. And he says, there's a naturalist philosophy called the Gaia Principle. Part of the theory is that at a certain point of human population growth, if I recall, recall correctly, 10 billion, the humans of the planet will function together as a single higher organism. The planet thinking is one with humans acting as brain cells of a unified mind. On the surface, that sounds far-fetched and mystical and awesome. <laughs> but if you look around at the world we live in today, it seems to be the direction we're going in. Things like trending topics on Twitter, RSS feeds, and even outsourced phone banks might make it seem a lot closer to reality than it would have only five years ago. As we pr- approach 10 billion, doesn't it seem like this is slowly becoming a reality? So I didn't, it's a very good question, right? Yeah. I mean, we've, it, this, the population is unprecedented, right? We know it's just going to grow exponentially. So does that change the way that we behave as a species? Hmm. Future thought. Yeah. There you go. So hey, if you have uh, 
any kind of uh, cool tidbits to share with us about the past podcast. And indeed, if you have any personal experience with musical hallucinations or anything similar. Um, oh, God, please tell us. Yes, please tell us because yeah. we'd love to. And, you know, and if you want to remain anonymous on any of these things you send us, just make a note about it. And we're we're happy to uh, retain uh, uh, your secrets for you. I mean, we'll share your secrets, but we'll just we'll just won't tell them, tell everybody whose secrets they are. You can always share your secrets with us on Facebook and Twitter. And that's Blow the Mind for both of those. And you can also email us at blowthemind at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. 